York. Thanks, and good night, everybody. when you use Rave Cream Shampoo. Rave leaves your hair so clean, so soft, so easy to manage. Easy to manage because the pure lanolin in Rave is specially blended with other important ingredients to make hair behave, even on shampoo day. Try Rave Cream Shampoo. R-A-Y-V-E. Rave Cream Shampoo. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Good night, everybody. May the good Lord Jesus Christ bless you. This is Yesterday USA. Love you all. It's time to call it a day. They've burst your pretty balloon and taken the moon away. It's time to walk. The masquerade Just make your mind up The piper must be paid The party's over The candles flicker and dim Danced and dreamed through the night It seemed to be right Just being with him Now you must wake up All dreams must end The party's over It's all over My friend No
I'm so glad you're doing that. And Frank Brzee has done so much stuff. You know, going back to the 60s, he got so many people we didn't get. Oh, yeah. 
you know, and I'm having a chance to hear all that stuff, too. So a lot of it I'd heard a long time ago, but still there's even more now. And I, it's just wonderful for me because I'm learning so much more. Yeah, he, um, uh, goodness, we, uh, <laughs> there were just such a, I'm just so glad we did what we did. Yeah, exactly. I, I just am so glad we and did what we did. it's, you know, it's going to both coasts because when we used to go to conventions and, and I still may go to Seattle next year. I'm working on that now. It depends on how Melinda does. Right. Uh, but we would go to Newark every year, of course, in Seattle. Uh, and Walden would go. And we would always record stuff uh, se- separately from the convention. We'd always make time to go into the room and record people. Right. And, and all of that stuff has been saved. So we've got a pretty good chronicle of West Coast people and East Coast people and Chicago people. And I'm not saying we've gotten everybody yet, but I'll bet you we've got amongst all the people who have done interviews, probably 95% of the people who did radio, who were named. Wow. Character actors and names, yeah. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? It really is. Boy, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, I'm so happy about that. Well, what's um, what's in the offering? What's to come? Uh, well, are you going to play our show today? Are you going to have time? Uh, no, we, um, um, we're... Our, half, our hour show? Uh, did you set an hour show? Yep. Oh, Lord, I'll have to get with Kim and see if I can find it. If I, if I don't play it today, I'll, I'll play it, uh, I'll play it uh, next week in one of the archives. How's that? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That, that's a show that we, we did, uh, remember Hubert Smith, who was the paralyzed quadruple, quadruple, quadrupleted uh, from Truth or Consequences. He was in the Long Beach Hospital, and they took Christmas to him. It's a show that we've played before, and we're going to play it again. Oh, yeah, that's the, um, Ralph Edwards did that. And then after that, Chuck Shaden did an interview with him in 1988. So we play that to follow up to show you what he has done since 1947. And that was such an uh, an amazing show. Oh, it was unbelievable. From a a technical standpoint. Yeah. I mean, they just crisscrossed the whole country. Back and forth, and this is 1947 from a technical standpoint and from an emotional standpoint. You know, I've heard it a dozen times, and I still cry every time I hear it. It's just very, very emotional. And we'll hear that. We'll hear Chuck Shaden's interview. And then we Googled Hubert Smith to see what we would come up with. And we found a few articles. He's since passed away in 2006. But he lived a long time. He still remembered the show with great fondness. And we kind of gave you kind of a quick capsule of what had happened since that show. So now, that'll well, be on. If you get it on, if you don't, then we'll find another time to play it. Well, no, we'll get it on next week. Okay. Uh, we'll get it on next Saturday in, in one of the archives. And then after that, we're going to do uh, the Amos and Andy Christmas show from 1941 when we were at war with uh, Japan. Oh, yeah. And, and right before that, we have uh, Charles Carell, who was Andy of Amos and Andy, talking about that show. Boy, that's going to be good. Now, an interview that he had done with Richard Lemparski back in the mid-60s, because I think I'd met him once, I believe. I can't remember. I think I'd met him once, but we never got a chance to interview him. Uh-huh. So that's on that show. That's an hour show. That's pretty well packed. Wow. With stuff. Well, that is, uh, so, man, that's great. And we'll do interviews next year. I've still got a, a ton more to do, and I want to do several, you know, before we can't do them anymore. Right. Working on that as well. Uh, and, it was, and next week will be Christmas as well, because... Uh, uh, I'm trying to get all that stuff in so that it's timely. And you guys do such a good job, and you're here on Yesterday USA each and every Saturday. And uh, we just thank you so much for all that you've done over the years for us and for the hobby and for everybody. 
And uh, I'm, I'm going to ask one more question, and I'm going to let Mike ask the, the last one. My question is, what are we going to do? What are we going to do when absolutely all the stars from the golden days of radio are gone? I mean, all of them. What are we going to do? And we're getting close to that point. Yeah, we are. I mean, there's just there, there's just a few minor ones right now. All the biggies have gone. And most of them are now in their 90s. Yeah. 90s, which is unheard of. You would think, well, and I'd love to live until 90, and quite a few of them are now in their 90s. Arthur, like, well, who would you say is the most active and the, a, a wonderful resource? I'm going to say Arthur Anderson. I think you're probably right. And Arthur's 88 or 89 now. Uh, Herb Ellis is still fairly active. He's 91. Yeah. Uh, June Foray is 94. She's still very active. Uh, oh, gosh, yes. I don't think she's driving at night anymore, but she's still doing all the stuff at the Academy. She's still doing voiceovers at 94. Yeah. That's the voice of Judy Jetson. Yeah. Up until last year, I would have said Art Linkletter because he was 98. Yeah. You know. Um, we had him on twice, and just before he passed away. I, I, you and Mike did him his interview, didn't you? Yes, we, we did. did. Yeah. yeah, he was wow. traveling. He was traveling. He was in a hotel room. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He was laying in bed with his wife. His wife in a hotel. Laying in bed with his wife, and, and spoke with to us, you. and talking that, to us. That's dedication. And that's why he and we <laughs> and we knew we know he was because that's what he told us. Oh, all right. <laughs> wow. No, our link letter was a special guy. We got a chance to interview him. In the early 90s, and I didn't—he was at Spurdback. I didn't get a chance to see that in 2004, but I've read his books, several, couple of them, and he was a fascinating man. Oh yeah. With a lot of pursuits, etc., and a long, long life. How many people do you think maybe? Um, what would you What would you say? How many people have something like this? Hi there. This is Art Linkletter. You're listening to the Bill Bragg Show. I may not be the best, but I'm the only one that's got that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say, you're the only one. The whole wide world. You're the only one. And I don't know if anybody's got any drops from Art Linkletter. Uh, uh, yeah, we don't, because I, I think we did a phone interview, but I don't think we got an interview. Uh, we did that with him. Yeah. And we got a lot of people, but no, we didn't get him. Right. Yeah, no, I didn't. I, you know what we're going to do? We're going to enjoy the radio shows when they're all gone. Right. And I, there will be... I think probably some people who will carry on doing recreations, um, and it'll be good. It won't be the same. Right. It'll, it'll be good because you know because they're not the people who did them originally. Right. But at least there will be people acting, and and most of them will be pretty good. So it'll be different. You think the day will ever come? And Mike, chime in on this if you will, because you've got a youngster. Uh, and uh, that's uh, an area that I know nothing about as children because I never had any because I still am one. But um, do you think the day will ever come, guys, when uh, when people will say, old-time radio, what's that? And just, you know, I, I mean, it, uh, I mean, kids nowadays, they have so much eye candy and so much sound effects, and it's so full of everything. And, and to sit back and just listen to people tell a story you think those days will ever go mike i don't know we've gone back to audio with the ipods and mm -hmm. I mean, obviously there's video now with ipads and ipods with movies but uh people listen to audio a lot radio has not died so sooner or later i think the new time radio's got a, a bit of a following and people might find the old stuff by the way i, I have an art link letter mm. <laughs> it's art link letter's house party 
Starbuck Show, Art Linkletter. I was Art Linkletter, KGB, the Don Lee Broadcasting Station, originally in San Diego, California. Uh, Mike, are you a handyman? Take it away, Mike. I'm right. Not quite as strong as yours. Well, I'll take that back. Uh, Mike's right up there with me here. Not you know, but, but to answer your question, I, I think I think there will always be the art of storytelling, speaking of art. Yeah. Uh, yeah. On, on radio, there will be, you'll always be able to hear people telling stories. And we might have a new radio drama. The issue, though, is that the further we get away from that time, the 20s, 30s, and 40s, where people have active memories, the harder it's going to be. It might be different. We might still have it. But, for instance, in like in another 20 years, no one will be around who actually lived in that time period. Right. That's and, the tough part. And, um, hand and it down, it, uh, it, you know, it'll be lost. Exactly. And, I, and I'll tell you what worries me is I'm afraid in another five or six years that a um, – that a Fred Allen show is not going to get any laughs. Maybe a Bob Hope show might not get any laughs. Uh, unless people have topical references and they, they know what it referred to, you're right. It, it's not going to get the kind of laughs that it once did. If Fred's play on words, those will be funny and those will get laughs. But a lot of the topical stuff won't. Right. Well, thank goodness we're preserving it here, and we couldn't do it without guys like you guys. Well, thank you very much, Bill. And I want to say Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to both you and Melinda, and uh, give John uh, uh, our best as well. You, uh, do, it's, uh, it's amazing. What, what's it like? Um, and this is a, uh, an unusual question, and I'm famous for that. But what's it like uh, now that you're married? Uh, how, how has that affected uh, you, you and uh, John? Well, you know, it really hasn't affected us much at all. Really? Uh, no. People thought it might <clears throat> because in many cases with twins, it does affect the relationship. Right. Because instead of being together every day, we're together, you know, still at least once a week because we sing together. Once or twice a week, depending on what's going on. But And we talk to each other every probably every three or four days. He has a question about something or we'll, we'll, we'll do a, you know, we'll Skype each other or we'll do a instant chat or something. We don't always see each other every day. We don't talk to each other every day. But we're in touch. Uh -huh. uh, but but no, it, it doesn't bother us at all. We now have our own lives. And, uh, you know, obviously, as it should be, you know, Melinda is the most important thing in my life now as my wife. And that's as it should be. Uh, and, and John certainly understands that. And, uh, and, and the same will be true for him if he finds somebody. He had a couple of relationships that didn't pan out. But if he finds somebody, that'll, that'll be the same way for him and as, as it should be. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're mature enough to understand that and know that. And, uh, and we still talk talk and play on the show and we sing together. And so we're, we're still spending some time together. Uh, not as much as we were, but we understand that. So that's not an issue. Well, you guys are so special. And um, you're a real blessing to everyone who's ever heard you or ever met you. And I uh, just want to say thank you again. Uh, for being with us today and uh, all the years you've been with us. How many years now has it been? What do you think? On and off, uh, geez, <clears throat> 26. 26 years. 5, 26. Wow. Because even, if, even, when I, even when we weren't doing something regularly, we would call in. That's right. Often. Right. I even found some of those tapes, and I thought, oh, I didn't know I did this. 
Oh, wow. Fall into Walden, and I say, I had no memory of doing whatever I did. Yeah. You know, it's, it's fun sometimes. But Yeah, I've got a few things that I don't remember doing either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that's a good thing. Yes, it is, in my, <laughs> certainly in my case. Well, Merry Christmas to you and to Kim and Mike and all the listeners who listened to us and to Yesterday USA. We're happy to be back on and happy to have the chance to correspond and chat and talk and uh that's what it's all about, and share. That's that's what we're all about. Merry Christmas from me, too. Thank you, Mike. All right, bud. You take care, and we love you. And give Melinda a squeeze for me. We love you, too, and, and I certainly will. All right, and tell John I said, hey. I certainly will. Next time next time I talk to him. Well, now, is his the is his the red stone? Are you the red stone, or, the, or, or is he the blue stone? Who, who's the red stone, uh, and who's the blue John, stone? John's the red stone. He still has his. The blue stone, I haven't seen for, uh, oh, gee, uh, probably 10 years. Right before we saw you in 2001 for the family reunion, um, I was in the shower and I felt I heard something drop, but it didn't communicate. But then later on, I thought and I looked and there was no ring on my finger, and it fell off. And I I don't know if it went down the drain. I have no idea, but I haven't found it, and uh, so I no longer have that ring. Unfortunately, wow. I have a wedding ring to take its place, but yeah, yeah, the the, the class ring is gone. Well, that's the way I could tell you guys apart. Oh, the ring, yeah. And everybody, too. Well, and also, I have a scar on the back of my neck. I herniated a disc the day, uh, I guess the weekend of the earthquake in Northridge in 94. Don and I picked up a stereo, which I later found out had wheels on it. Could have rolled it. <laughs> and I herniated a disc, and they had to do a laminectomy the day of the earthquake. Wow. So I got up about the time the earthquake hit, and because I figured if I had to get up, everybody else did, too. Right. And uh, and so when I was in the hospital, I wasn't sure if what I was experiencing with the shaking going on was a product of drugs and medication or actual earthquake. Wow, yeah, I can understand. Yeah, I, I did feel shaking going on a couple of times, so I know they were aftershocks. But, yeah, I've got a little scar there that actually is in the shape of an L. So if I turn around and you look, you'll see an L uh, laminate. It's, it's actually, uh, what do you call the scars when they... Mike, Mike, um, what about what about the scar? It's uh, it's on the back of my neck. No, but I mean, what do you, what what do you mean? What do they call it? Oh, it uh, when it when it actually you can actually feel it. Oh, it's, it's raised. I don't know. It's raised, yeah, and it's in the shape of an L. Well, that way, if I forget who I am. I can turn to somebody and say, "Could you look at the back of my neck and see if it's an L or a J?" Well, I know Bill with the the red and the blue stone had still had to ask. Who has yes, the red? Who has the blues? <laughs> the L. Well, the they used to switch rings on me all the time. No. You know, they they were always switching yeah. rings on me. Yeah, something to remember. Do you still live at the at the place where you um, uh, where you lost that ring? No, my brother and sister-in-law do. Well, you you know, I'll bet you a dollar that that ring is still in the trap of the shower. You think so? I know so. I know so. Huh? I guarantee you because that shower goes down. Yep. And uh, and then it does a um, uh, it, it does a turn mm -hmm. uh, so that water can collect right in there and that is that's what shields uh, that's what shields you from all the the smells and the germs uh -huh. and the, that come out of the sus. it's called it's a trap because it traps all the germs and the smells and so forth that would come out of the the, the sewer mm -hmm. on everybody everybody on your street and. Uh, <clears throat> So in that little area down there, that's where your ring is, and, and I guarantee you, 
you can fish that bad boy out of there. I've done it before. I'll be done. Well, I'll I'll call them at some point and say, could I uh, have the keys to the house? Take a look the ring. Yeah, yeah, and um, I wonder what shape it's in now. Uh, I'm sure it's fine. With all the water running over it, do you think it'd be okay? Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. And oh. it's and it's nice and heavy. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to live right down there in the bottom of that thing. And uh, and if it was um like if it was under the sink where you wash your hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, those uh, those traps there, they have. Uh, you can unscrew those. They have a little yeah. place to where you can unscrew the bottom of and mm-hmm. and and get your jewelry or whatever you drop down the drain. I will. I should probably look into that. I I guarantee you. Because God forbid I should ever meet you again and not have that ring on, so you couldn't tell us apart. Oh no, I know. Because it's, I I don't really give a darn about your ring. It's just I don't want to be embarrassed next time we're together. <laughs> <laughs> But I love you, man. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. You know, if you have any problems, just ask Walden. He can tell us apart. All right. I'll I do think. that. Yes. <laughs> Keep up All the good right. work, guys. All right, Bill and Mike. Thank you. Bye, Larry. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. All right. What a guy. Thanks. What a fun guy. What a couple of guys, as a matter of fact. Wow. Well, I, I think it's your turn, Brother Bob. All right. Well, let's do a radio show here. All right. Uh, this is one of my favorite Christmas presentations. It's from December 22nd. Of 1941, and the Cavalcade of America did it. I think they did it for a couple of years, and it's called the Green Pastures. Oh yeah, check it out. Presenting America's most beloved play, The Green Pastures, on the Cavalcade of America, sponsored by Dupont, maker of better things for better living through chemistry. This season of the year, when the men and women in half the world turn once again to the age-old hope and vision of their faith, perhaps the more devoutly in this troubled year of 1941, the Cavalcade of America brings you for the second Christmas time a simple, moving story of that faith, the Green Pastures. We choose it because it is the story of a faith that is a bright promise and a source of strength for all. Mark Connolly wrote it more than ten years ago from Rourke Bradford's book, Old Man Adam and His Chiller. This truly American classic as a stage play and a motion picture has brought joy and inspiration, laughter and tears to audiences throughout America. At this holiday season, DuPont again presents on the Cavalcade of America, The Green Pastures by Mark Connolly with the music of the Hall Johnson Choir. Juan Hernandez again portrays the role of Delord. sleepy Louisiana town, a corner in a Negro church, ten children and an elderly preacher. And the seventh day, the Lord rested. Now, children, that's the general idea of what the Bible's like. What the world look like when the Lord began, Mr. Deshaies? Uh, how you mean, uh, what it look like? Carlisle mean who was in New Orleans then. There wasn't nobody in New Orleans. On account of there wasn't no New Orleans. There wasn't nothing on the earth at all. 
is for the reason there wasn't nothing except heaven. Who was around then? Nothing but angels? Mm-hmm. Angels and cherubs. All day long, they had picnics and fish fries and bile custard and ten-cent cigars for the adults. Now, uh, heaven being the Lord's pet place, he done fixed it up nice. Yes, sir. I'll bet that was a grand place, all right, with all them picnics and fish fries. Say, Lord, so high. My God is so high, you can't. 